Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, welcome back to Dita Talks, where we talk about K-dramas and Pinoy teleseries. I'm again your Tita, and it's a brand new Tuesday. Another episode, another Tuesday. Speaking of Tuesday, don't you think Tuesday is like the weirdest or like the ghost day of all the days in a week, diba? Parang, we, for example, Monday. Monday, we dread Mondays. We hate Mondays. Sabi nga ng carpenters, rainy days and Mondays always get me down, di ba? So, we hate Mondays. And then Wednesday, we call it the hump day. It's like a booster na parang okay, kalagitnaan na ng week. So, a few more days and it's another weekend na parang makakapagpapahinga ka na naman. Siyempre, hindi ito nag-a-apply sa mga nasa call center kasi we, we know that Saturdays and Sundays, doon talaga nagsisimula yung mga week natin. But anyway, diba, parang Thursday, pag nasa Thursday na tayo, we always think, oh, one more day, this is going to be just one more sleep and then pwede na akong magpahinga, pwede na gumimik. Like Fridays, with all with Friday naman, we have a lot of our weekend plans starting on a Friday, diba? We go out of town, we rest, diba? We start on watching K-dramas because makakapagpahinga na tayo. And of course, Saturday and Sunday is like the real weekend, the real rest day. And then you start again with Monday. So, parang out of all the days in a week, it's like Tuesday. Ano ang gana pag Tuesday, diba? Parang hindi mo naman siya kinainisan. Hindi mo rin naman siyang minamahal or naasam na dumating na para makapagpahinga ka na hindi siya yung weekend na hinahanap natin so i don't know i just find it weird but that's not the topic for today today is a brand new k drama topic and this time i'm going to share with you my top 5 k dramas that were saved by their ost now i have been telling you guys that ost is so important um, I find it really important in a K-drama because parang it sets the mood, diba? Parang it sets the mood, it's, it highlights the um, the scene. And lalo na ngayon na may mga Spotify, diba? Automatic na parang every time na may mga K-dramas tayo na available na or nag-premiere na, yung mga OST nila, sumusunod na as in upload na sila. And, you know, for me, OSTs or songs related to a K-drama are always special. It, it's somehow, pag ongoing pa yung K-drama, it somehow gives you this feeling na parang nire-revive niya, pinapaalala niya sa'yo na, oh, eto na yung K-drama na sinusubaybayan mo. And it makes you feel excited. Excited of the upcoming episodes, diba? Parang ganun. And also, even after natapos na yung K-drama, you, you know, you when you listen to this OSTs, yung mga songs na to, parang nire-remind sa'yo na, oh, you remember this? This is the song of the K-drama that you once loved. Diba? Na parang, I always compare it to the after sales kapag bumibili ka ng kotse. Like for example, diba? Pag bumili ka ng car, a few weeks after, minsan, kadalasan, yung mga sales agent tumatawag sa'yo just checking on how things are going, how the how is the car, and they would tell you na parang you made a good choice kahit alam naman natin na diba parang pinagkakitaan lang nila tayo pero parang sasabihin nila sa'yo na that you made a good choice 
na pumili nitong kotseng to, na ang ganda nito, talagang tama yung choice mo because it's after sales, di ba? It somehow makes you feel that you made the right decision. And, you know, it gives them also a way for you to remember na if ever you need a new car or gusto mo na mag-upgrade, you can still go back to them. So, somehow, I feel that the K-drama OST is something like that. It Even if tapos na ang K-drama and you somehow listen to it, Like, if you have a playlist, like me, I have a playlist of all the OSTs that I've loved for all the K-dramas that I've loved as well. So, every time na napapakinggan ko, naka-shuffle siya, and then mapapakinggan ko yung OST, for example, ng, um, for example, ng Goblin, diba? it reminded me like, oh, that was a really good K-drama. And then somehow, diba parang na-excite ka na parang, ano nga ba yung mga favorite scenes ko doon? And then yun, naghahanap na ako sa YouTube. Parang nagre-remenis ka na rin of the good old days. So, for me, yun nga, K-drama OSTs are very important. And somehow, somehow, there are K-dramas that were saved by their OST for me. These are my top Five. I have a lot actually. <laughs> Marami akong napanood na K-dramas na ah, hindi talaga maganda. <laughs> I mean, if you are my friend and you ask me, oh, anong gusto mong ano, pwede kong panoorin, anong may suggest mo na K-drama ganito-ganito, I would definitely not suggest this K-dramas. Or if you're watching it, I would say, um... Sigurado ka dyan? <laughs> Parang, um, are you sure gusto mong panoorin yan? But once again, these are just my own K-drama list, okay? So this is coming from my perspective. And iba't iba tayo, di ba? May mga, K- may mga nanonood or K-drama fans na paborito yung mga K-drama na to or favorite yung mga yung mga talagang walay, asi talagang walay na k-drama, talagang napapabalita pa na masyadong mababa yung ratings ng kanon. Iba-iba din talaga tayo ng taste kasi um, like I always say, sometimes yung mga napapanood natin sa k-drama is somehow related sa atin sa totoong buhay. Like for example, kung may pinagdadaanan ka sa pamilya mo, broken family, or ang marriage mo, problemado, somehow, yung mga K-dramas na related doon, it always reminds you, or yung parang nakukuha kagad yung attention mo, and that's what you always watch, and that's where you gravitate to. Parang ganun. Gets nyo? <laughs> ano pagsasabi ko? But anyway, so this is again, just my personal top 5 K-dramas saved by their OST. Number five. Number five, una-una na sa list ko. Um, ito talaga yung k-drama na nagpapaalala sa akin. It reminds me, never, ever trust my sister. Ganito kasi yun. Magkaiba talaga kami ng taste ng kapatid ko. But somehow, every time na nagsasuggest siya ng k-drama, she always put it in some weird way na parang, oh, this is like the best, this is one of the highest rated, blah, blah, blah. And me, wala naman, di naman talaga akong nagre-research-research na kagad. Pag sinadjust ng ibang tao, and, or for example, maraming, maraming mga nag-suggest, or like people close to me would suggest it, then I would watch it. Kasi talagang nakikinig ako sa suggestions ng mga tao, ganun, on, on K-dramas. And somehow, pinanood ko talaga to. As in talagang, pinanood ko siya na parang inag, ina, wala siya sa top list ko ng priority ko at that time. Tapos biglang, number one na kagad siya. Pinanood ko na siya the next day. Dahil nga, suggested ng kapatid ko. And she was saying that this is like the really the good one. Apparently, no. <laughs> anyway, so what I'm talking about is a 2017 K-drama series which was aired in TVN, the K-drama Introverted Boss. Now, this was way back in 2017, January 16 actually, 2017. Now, at that time, kakatapos lang ng mga really good series of 2016. Like, 2016 was another huge wave for the K-drama world. Diba? Parang, 
uh, back to back yung mga maganda. And this was the very first one. Yeah, a, f- a few other. This was one of those na talaga nagpasimula ng 2017. So people were excited because we were on such a high note from 2016. And, you know, the story is about... Uh, paano ko ba explain nito? Well, anyway, so the story is about Yun Wan K, which is uh, played by Yun Wojin, which is a CEO sa public relations department or company. And he is very introverted. He's a very shy person. And because of this, he was in a lot of problems. Um, sa employees niya, sa pagpapatakbo niya ng company niya. And this also stars uh, Park Yoso, who plays Cheiruwon. And she works for the company. She started working for the company of Yunwaki. She's very energetic and receives recognition for her good work. And somehow she is interested in CEO Yunwaki and plans to reveal who he really is. So, nung pinanood ko yung parang trailer niya, I was really curious because there was like an ongoing mystery. Now, I remember sa Uh, strong woman do bong son there was also an ongoing mystery that i so love diba parang not only are you getting a storyline about the love story nung nung bida ng female and male lead kung paano sila magiging in, turn into lovers parang ganun you also have the running mystery which adds all to the excitement of the whole drama so it was really good so when i saw this parang sabi ko ah I think this is going to be a good one. And yun nga, suggested pa siya ng kapatid ko. So, I started watching it. And, paano ba ito? Um, it's, it was, it was weird in the way na parang, it tackles mental health, but it doesn't really tackle it. Parang, kasi nangyari, ang kwento nito is that, Um, yung kapatid dito ng character ni Parkyoso si yung kapatid niya was a previous secretary of Yunwan Ki and her sister committed suicide nang pakamatay tumalon sa building na pag-aari mismo ni Yunwan Ki sa pinagtatrabahuan niya and somehow nasira yung family niya dahil sa pagkamatay ng ate niya and that created parang galit sa puso nung character nung, nung si Cheiroon and parang nagplot siya na parang kailangan niya makapasok sa company Yunwan Ki in order for him or for her to be able to expose yung ginawa nung nung nito ngang si ano Yunwan Ki sa kapatid niya and over the course of time na nandun siya she met a lot of other people and then na-meet niya rin si um, Yun Park na as Kong Wu-il who is like the co-CEO ni Yun Wan Ki sa company nila. And parang doon na-confuse siya kasi parang mayroon din siyang relation doon sa sister niya. And somehow parang yun yung naging takbo. Like, sino ba talagang dahilan kung bakit nang pakamatay? And Really, there were so many loopholes. There were so many loopholes a story and ang weird lang din talaga ng take nila. Um, the ending was bad. The office chemistry was not really good. There was no really chemistry between the two leads. Although, there was a second lead syndrome na medyo na feel ko doon sa yun nga sa character ni uh, Yun Park but it, it was just so weird in how they handled the story nung sister for me it was that part that made this all so bad that it wasn't really one of those memorable K-dramas that tackles about sensitive issues but at the same time had you know a good um, story love story or a mystery parang You know, I wouldn't really suggest you watch this. However, 
This really does have one of the best K drama songs I've listened to. My all-time favorite is "Is It Love" by Hong Dae Kwang, and then "Memory" by Ben. You know, I have been listening to Ben's songs for a lot of K dramas, but somehow, etong song niya na "Memory," eto yung nagpakyorya sa akin na parang si yung singer nito ang ganda. Ang ganda, ang ganda ng pagkakakanta niya. Feel na feel ko. And you know, I don't understand the lyrics. But somehow, you get the feeling na parang damang-dama mo siya. Na parang naiintindihan mo yung sinasabi niya. Na parang ganun. And I also love Isn't She Lovely by Park Boram. And there were a lot of other K-drama, I, I mean, OST songs for this one. And honestly, kung hindi dahil sa mga song na ito, hindi ko talaga tatapusin tong K-drama. And you know, even at the last week, uh, last episode, parang maybe this would save it. Maybe this episode would save everything. This episode would show me like na parang it was worth wasting my time for this um, series which, which has 16 episodes. But until the very end, it was so bad. And eto nga sabi nga din dito sa ano sa Wikipedia the writers for a week had to stop um the, the series because they had to rewrite it in order to improve their ratings because the ratings my god halos 1% 2% na lang siya and the weirdest thing is that The first two episodes, sila yung pinakamataas. And then from then on, pababa na ng pababa yung rating nila. As in talagang, oh my god, they ended with an average 1.87% according to AGB Nelson on Nationwide. Although there were international broadcasts with it, like Philippines, Malaysia, and Indonesia, there were so many um, international broadcasts, but... Honestly, do you even remember this K-drama? But again, this is my opinion. This is just from my point of view. Okay, this could be your favorite. But I would definitely suggest that you listen to their OST kasi talagang ang gaganda. Ang ganda ng memory ni Ben. Anyway, coming in at number four is Familiar Wife. Now, I always say that there's like a trend every year sa mga K-dramas and even sa Pinoy teleseries, there's always like a trend. Kung ano yung mga uso, di ba? Parang for at one point sa Pilipinas, naging uso ang mga fantaseries. So we had back-to-back um, yung kay Angel Luxine and Dennis Trillo and then Mulawin and then um, Encantadia and Marina. Ano pa ba? Ang daming mga fantaserye yung kay Anne Curtis, di ba? At one point, parang halos lahat ng nasa um, prime time is puro mga fantaserye, di ba? So, ganun din sa Korea. There's always something like a trend. And in 2007, uh, 2017, the trend at that time was time travel. So, there were so many k-dramas na may somehow time traveling involved on it. And when it was 2017 and all those trends were happening, there was really no good one that came out of it. And then in 2018, when Familiar Wife came and there was like time traveling involved, talagang medyo napaisip ako na parang, is this, is this going to be one of those na talagang time traveling na hindi na namang gumana? na hindi talaga naging kinagat, kumbaga parang hindi man lang pumatok sa mga tao na parang ganun. So, kinabahan ako honestly, kinabahan ako sa kanya. But somehow, parang diba Jisung and then Han Jimin whose last K-drama was way back 2015 pa with Hyde Jekyll and me. Hyde Jekyll me. Anyway, so I was excited to watch her again on the small screen. So it made me watch. And honestly, this was way better than Go Back Couple for me. Because sa Go Back Couple, talagang halos naiyak lang ako. Iyak lang ako ng iyak kasi talagang nakakaiyak yung nangyari doon. 
And eto, akala ko, when it said that it was like a romance, fantasy, and then may drama, may comedy. So, akala ko, medyo mat- ibang level na siya. Kasi, di ba, if you have already seen kung ano nangyari sa Go Back Couple, hindi rin siya masyadong pumatok, although dramatic and all, pero hindi siya masyadong kinagat yung kanya, in ratings wise. Ratings wise. Oh my God, ang English ko. Nauubos na. Kasi talaga yung English ko, mga 10 minutes lang yung ano niya, kaya niya. Hindi pa yung straight English. Anyway, so yun nga. Um, akala ko talaga this would be something different. Um, in terms na hindi na siya katulad ng go back couple na bumalik sila sa panahon, pareho silang nakakaalala. Dito kasi, si, yung character lang ni Jisong as Cho, Cha Joyok, siya lang yung nakapag-travel back in time. And somehow, dun nga sa mga changes niya ginawa niya sa past, ang present niya na bago wherein iba na yung naging asawa niya, iba na naging buhay niya. Kasi parang nag, hindi sila katulad ng Goba couple na nag-divorce, pero parang on the verge of divorce na sila, parang al- palagi na silang nag-aaway. Inis na inis na si, yung karakter ni Jisong sa buhay niya. So, somehow may nangyari na parang nakapunta siya in a toll gate na nag-travel back siya in time. And dun, dahil dun, nabago yung mga choices niya. Hindi niya naging jowa na si yung karakter ni Han Jimin dito. So, parang dahil dun, nabago yung present niya. Um, ang only problem ko dito is that meron silang anak sa present, sa past, ano ba, yung first present nila, nung unang buhay nila. Diba? Parang meron silang anak dito na kung sa Goba Kopol, parang yun yung naging struggle ng karakter ni Jang Nara kasi naaalala niya yung anak niya eh. Diba? Da, bumalik sila sa panahon na bata pa siya, nabuhay pa yung magulang niya. Tapos na every time na umi, ano siya nananaginip or pagkagabi, umiiyak siya kasi she's longing for her son. And yun diba, coming from a mom na parang ganun yung nararamdaman, it, it was so heartbreaking as well. Kaya talaga din, yung Goba Couple, although hindi siya ganun kataas sa ratings and all, was something that was worth remembering. Pero yun nga, hindi rin siya ganun kabongga. Anyway, dito naman, si Jisung, siya lang nakakaalala. And for me, di ba parang napaka-loose, nung, napaka-ano naman ang karakter niya. Na, nung nag-travel back siya in time at pinili niya yung ibang babae, tas wala silang naging anak. Tas parang, hello? May anak ka? Does it not matter? Parang iyon yung hinahanap kong touch of a... Yung parang totoong struggle. Kung ikaw ang nasa position niya, di ba parang... It's a human struggle that you miss the people na nasa past. Kahit sabi mong gaano ka problematika. Anak mo yun eh. Anak mo yun eh. So parang yun naging awkward siya sa akin na parang hindi ma lang niya naisip, hindi ma lang siya nag-alala, hindi ma lang siya nag-care, hindi ma lang, siya, hindi ma lang niya na-miss, na parang ganun. But anyway, for me, yun talaga yung naging struggle ko sa kanya. And then also somehow, I feel na medyo weak yung love triangle sana na binibuild up nila dito kasama yung isa pang katrabaho ni Jisong sa bank. Parang ang weird ng love story. Ng, ay, hindi, hindi na sa weird, pero parang ang weak ng love, love triangle nila. Although, parang masyado siyang binibuild up ng parang mga first, yung mga gitnang episode, masyadong binibuild up yung love triangle. Pero parang, hindi talaga ako kumakagat dun eh. Hindi ko siya masyado na-feel. But anyway, maliban dun, maliban sa mga issue ko dun sa story niya, isa nga din to sa mga pinakamagagandang, hindi naman sa pinakamaganda, pero isa din to talaga sa na-save ng kanyang OST. Ang daming magagandang songs dito. My favorite is definitely Love Me Again ng SF9. And then, hindi ko na ito napipay kasi may issue eh. But another favorite of mine is No Longer Mine by Roy Kim, which we all know na may pinagdadaanan ngayon. Anyway, 
and then let me show you by and flying. So there were so many songs na ang gaganda din talaga dito, and somehow it does help the K drama survive. I mean, it it helped me survive the K drama. It's 16 episodes, and you know, kapag nandun ka na sa part na parang may hindi ka na mayro na kayong disagreement ng story and this is not just in particular sa Familiar Wife but any other K-dramas or Pinoy teleserye for example, yung isang teleserye pinaglalaban niya na anti-LGBT na ang babae at lalaki lang ay para sa isa't isa although wala naman talagang merong ganong K-drama or, or uh, teleserye but somehow, for example lang example lang, na ganun nga yung takbo ng story And you are like an ally or you are pro-LGBT, parang ganun. So kahit paborito mo yung, sto- yung mga um, actors or maganda din talaga yung takbo ng kwento, pero hindi ka nag-agree doon sa pina- pinapa-sineshare nila na idea, somehow nagkakaroon na kayo ng gap ng K-drama. So for me, doon ako medyo naging, nagkaroon talaga ng problema dito kasi... Coming from go back couple na talagang yun yung naging struggle ko doon na parang sabi ko sana nung pinapanood ko yung go back couple sana hindi na lang sila nagkaroon ng anak para hindi ganun ka-heavy yung drama pero it was drama hindi ko lang talaga inaasahan na ganun katindi yung magiging drama ng go back couple so coming from that i mean after watching that and then you see another take on the go back style or time traveling style yun nga medyo nagkaroon ako ng gap but anyway again this is one of those which is really really um, saved by their OST and then coming in at number 3 this one was way back 2018 so napapansin nyo, lahat mga 2017, 2018, so that was like the worst years of K-dramas for me. I mean, there were few na medyo nag-hit din, pero there were so many misses more than hit. Um, this one, again, was way back in 2018. This is the K-drama Walk of Love. So the series stars Junho or Lee Junho from the boy band 2PM, Jang Hyuk and Jong Ryo Won. Now, I must say that in terms of the actors, I have no issue. As in walang tapon sa kanila for me, ah, for me. However, this is a case of incohesive storylines. Now, we all know that when you're watching a K-drama, you also have a st- different storyline for every character. Diba? May mga struggles sila, may mga personal struggles sila na somehow i-deal nila while they have this other parang bigger umbrella ng um, storyline kung saan, yung, for example, ang male lead and female leave, lead leave, female lead would um, fall in love with each other. Yun yung bigger umbrella. Diba? But on sa ilalim nun, there's like small umbrellas na may story din yung own family struggle, yung female lead, and may own, meron din ng sariling struggle, ang male lead. So, for me, ito yung isa sa mga stories or k-drama series na hindi talaga nagkakasama-sama or talagang disoriented. Parang, for me, hindi nagkoconnect yung mga storylines nila. Kasi ganito, sa story, etong walk of love, Um, so this was way back 2018. So it's a story about uh, a group of men and women that is. Ano yung sabi nito sa okay? Pumpig sabi nitong Wikipedia. But anyway, si John Ho kasi dito ay isang chef ng maganda or napaka successful na um, hotel. So siya yung parang isa sa second to the main chef. Ano mang tawag don? Head chef. So, parang siya yung kanakamay. So, siya na yung papunta. But somehow, um, a conspiracy resulted to the removal from his job. So, napatalsik siya. And then, he end up going to this parang small Chinese restaurant owned by Jang Yuk na parang gangster-gangster dito. So, parang meron siyang biniling um, restaurant. And then, doon, 
ginamit niya yung pera niya para mag-open ng Chinese restaurant nga and doon napunta si Junho and then somehow nakilala nila si Dan Sewo yung karakter ni Jung Rayon isa siyang parang table heiress na parang nagkaroon ng problema yung family niya nagkaroon ng bankruptcy so kailangan niya maghanap ng trabaho and then hindi ko talaga maintindihan kung bakit ganun yung nangyari sa kanila as in talagang may kanya-kanya silang struggle si yung karakter ni na da, ni Jong Ray Won dito nagsa-struggle siya na parang paano niya masusurvive yung buhay na habang nakakulong yung tatay niya pinapatunayan na hindi naman talaga may kasalanan yung tatay niya na parang ganun habang nagsa-struggle siyang ganun and then eto naman si Jun Won parang pinapatunayan niya na kay, siya is, karapat dapat siya na maging head chef and isang malaking pagkakamali yung pagpapatalsik sa kanya Parang individually, yung story nila, maganda. Pero nung pinagsama-sama mo na, parang hindi talaga ako nag... Hindi ko maintindihan na parang gusto nilang bumuo ng love triangle. Pero ang, ang nabuo sa akin is yung bromance. Yung bromance ni, nung karakter ni Jun Wo, ni Jun Ho, and then ni Jung Hyuk. Na parang sila yung nagkaroon ng connection for me. Tapos yung girl, yung female lead, parang bye-bye, dyan ka na muna. Parang tinihan. And at the same time, hindi ko rin naman makita yung karakter ni Jong ni Jang Hyuk. Yung pagiging gangster niya, yung parang struggle niya na paghanap ng nanay niya, yung pamilya niya na parang there's too much, there's too much story going on and napaka-strong nung karakter and strong nung story ni Jang Hyuk na parang kinakain niya na na parang siya na naging focus nung mga ilang episode na lang, parang, hello? Ano to? Parang, hindi ito yung pinag-usapan natin nung una. Ha? Yung story mo dito, dapat walk of love. It's a romance with cooking and food and Chinese food. Parang, hindi ko talaga na-gets. So anyway, yun nga, parang dahil nga incohesive yung storyline niya, wala talaga siyang sense akin. Parang, patak-patak siya, parang hindi, hindi siya talagang nagkasama-sama. Parang, yun nga, yung kumain ka ng gulay, tapos parang sina- inaluan mo ng iba pang pag- ng chocolate, parang ganun, sa chan mo, hindi nag-agree. Parang ganun. Anyway, but again, this one is one of those that were saved by their OST and definitely favorite ko dito yung kinantan ni Yongjae ng GOT7. GOT7 got ah na kayo kung pumili kayo diyan um at that time and then ni uh Bake Aeon Bake Aeon ah hindi ko na rin alam kung tamang pagbigas ko um is it you yun yung mga favorite ko and of course there's something ni Jongso Sebon yan yun yung isa sa mga favorite ko I'll do it every day ni Joyong. As in, talagang halos lahat ng songs, hindi siya marami ah. There were only, what, five songs na release para sa OST niya. And lahat sila talaga parang, lahat sila naalala ko, lahat sila sinave ko sa episode, sa fo, ano, playlist ko. Kasi talagang lahat sila maging maganda pakinggan mo. As in, kung napakinggan mo siya na hindi mo, na, hindi mo pa napapanood yung K-drama, you could still love it. Diba? Kahit wala siyang significance, wala siyang binibigay sa'yo na memory, diba? parang papakinggan mo siya. So yun, this is definitely one of those that were saved by their OST. And isa din ito sa mga weird in terms of ratings kasi pag tinignan niyo sa Wikipedia, according to AJP Nelson and TNMS, um, the highest rating was way back parang mga episode... 27, 28, so ano yun? Um, hindi ko na alam kung ilang anong episode na yun. But anyway, yun yung mga highest ratings niya. And, ang weird, ba diba? Kasi parang sa gitna siya tum, ano na naging top. And then, bumaba na siya until sa mag-end yung episode. So it's, ah, ito pala 16 episodes siya technically. Isa ito sa mga parang launang mga hinati-hati bagong trend. Anyway, so hinati-hati siya. So parang episode 27, 28. So that's episode uh, 14 kung regular man siya. Yung parang full length ng one hour. 
So see, episode 14, yun yung highest rating niya. 15 and 16, kung kailan tapos na siya, waler na. Kasi talagang, wala, ang lame niya. Na parang, nag-aaway-aaway sila para maging, maging parang top Chinese restaurant. And then eventually, ginive up din nila yung Chinese restaurant. And pumunta din sila sa hotel. Parang, hindi ko talaga gets. Tapos hindi ko rin gets kung ano na nangyari doon sa karakter ni ni uh, dito yung heiress. Diba parang hindi ko although nakalabas na yung tatay niya and nakapiling na ulit ang family niya parang uh, okay so ano mahirap pa rin ba sila pumalik na ulit sila sa kayamanan parang eh ayaman ko. Anyway anyway so yun that's number three and then coming at, at number two at feeling ko marami sa inyo magre-react dito. Kung nakaabot man kayo sa part na to, ng episode na to. Um, coming in at number two is, believe it or not, Warang the Poet Warrior. I know. I know. What? Insane. You are insane. Okay. Unang-una, again, this is coming from my point of view. Ito ay aking opinion lamang at hindi ito nagre-reflect sa opinion nyo, ng kapitbahay nyo, ng pamilya nyo, at ng mga taong nakikinig pa dito. So again, ito ay aking opinion lamang. So, anyway, 2017. So, nakikita nyo, nakikita nyo, daming mali talaga ng 2017-2018. <laughs> Um, so this one was one of those na talagang super highly advertised, budgeted. Ang talagang yung cast naman, pamatay. Parang sin- pinagsama-sama yung lahat ng mga guwapo sa Korea na parang, okay, kailangan nyo magsama-sama because this is a warang, okay? And if you don't know, warangs are actually real people. Well, it's a group of people. Um, warangs were actually a group of young men in the past sa Korea wherein sila talaga yung parang pinakamagwapo and pinagsama-sama sila not just for yung parang pagwapuhan nyo, yung mga parang parang may mga pagka, pagkakaguluhan ng mga tao. They had significant role sa pagpapalakad ng gobyerno noon. So parang sila yung mga um, matatalino, guwapo, um, galing sa matitinong pamilya. So, sila yung mga ganun. So, pinangsama-sama sila. And then, yun nga, parang tunulungan nila yung parang king, sila, sila ata, sila, kingdom. Anyway, that's history. So, kayo na lang ang mag-research nun. Anyway. So, yun nga. This was one of those highly produced, good ensemble cast, but was a commercial failure. And it's it's hard. It's it's hard coming from me. Kasi yung jowa ko yung bida dito eh. Si Park Sojun. Park Sojun yung, pina, yung bida dito. And then you also have Go Ara, Park Yungsik, diba? And then, maliban sa kanila, andyan din yung mga guwapong warang. Like si Minho, Choi Minho ng uh, Shiny, Shiny, Shiny. Hindi ko pa rin talaga alam kung paano mabigas nun. Pero si Minho, yun. And then, si Doji Han, na aking kinakalokohan na naman ngayon. And, ano pa ba? Si, ang dami mga pogi dito. Si Taeyong, si Taeyong or V ng BTS nandito. So, feeling ko talaga maraming akong ma- maiinis sa akin. But anyway, wala akong problema ko sa kay Taeyong dito. Yung problema ko talaga, yung story. So, yun nga, imagine mo, 2017, hindi pa ganun sila kasikat, pero sikat na talaga sila at that time. So, ang ganda ng cast, ang guwapo ng mga tao, as in talagang walang tapon sa kagwapuhan. Hindi ko lang talaga bet yung naging kwento niya na parang fusion. Para kasi silang fusion. Fusion matawag doon. Yung parang, um, para siyang sinaunang kwento na hinaluan ng touch ng present. Kasi parang na-realize ko na ganun yung takbo. Kasi hindi ko, nung pinapanood ko siya, hindi ko siya alam na ganun yung take nung director sa story na to. Ano kasi, yung parang may scene doon na parang yung grupo ni Minho at saka yung kalaban niyang grupo ni Dojihan, parang nagkita sila, una silang nag 
nakikita parang sa parang club, parang ganun, na yung style ng club, parang yung current or present ng mga clubs sa, Pilip- sa, sa mundo, na may mga lights and sounds na talagang bongga, and then yung may mga, parang, ano to? Parang you're giving me a traditional story, a, a historical story, and then you're giving me parang a touch of present parang hindi siya talaga nag swak sa panlasa ko na parang yun nga as a tale of gulay and chocolate na hindi nagkatsundo sa tiyan ko na parang ganun so hindi ko siya talaga na, nagustuhan do sa touch ng fusion sa kanya and also one thing na hindi ko nagustuhan din dito is that there was really no chemistry for me between the female lead and the male lead And ito na naman, isa na naman siya ng kaso ng mas matindi yung bromance kaysa sa romance. Okay? Mas matindi yung naging connection ko between the characters ni ni Park Sojun and then ni ni Yung Sek dito. Na parang sila yung parang okay, I love watching them um, fighting with each other, being there for each other, helping each other. Parang doon medyo naging ano ko nag-okay ako. Pero pag sumasali yung si girl, si Goara, yung character niya dito, parang skip, 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 skip. Imagine, di ba, romance. Tapos ini-skip mo, parang, hindi ko talaga naintindihan. I tried, I I really tried watching and yun parang talagang tiniis ko na parang sabi ko, kailangan kong panoorin. Maybe if I look them in the eyes, see their expression over and over. Parang after ko mabasa yung subtitle, uulitin ko yung scene nila, yung parang romantic scene nila doon. Quote-unquote romantic scenes. Tapos titignan ko yung mukha nila parang, okay, maybe if I look them in the eyes, na parang mafeel ko yung kilig. Pero wala talaga, te, wala. As in, wala akong naramdaman na kilig. Mas naramdaman ko yung inis sa karakter ni Guara. Hindi ko alam ko sa karakter niya or sa kanya. Okay? Kasi parang naramdaman ko rin yun. Nung pinanood ko pa yung isang drama niya, yung parang may, nakakita siya ng mga multo or something. Parang inis na naraman ako doon. So, hindi ko rin yun natapos. Eto natapos ko dahil ang ganda ng mga songs. Definitely, isa sa mga favorite ko din to. Kasi yun nga, super highly produced siya na show na pinotakti din siya pinotakti, Tagalog kasi talagang binugbog din siya ng napakagandang mga songs ng OST niya na parang oh my gosh, parang isa siya sa pinakamarami at that time ha, nung pinanonood ko to hindi kasi ganun normal na parang ang dami mong song unless talagang, if the series is really doing well, they have produced songs like parang biglaan, parang hindi siya plan pero kailangan nila mag-produce because it's something na talagang makakadagdag palalo. Like how they do with the crash landing on you. Biglang meron ng song na gagawin si Ayu for it. Parang wow, di ba? Because it was really a huge K-drama series currently airing right now. So, currently nga eh. So, airing right now. So, parang ganun. Ito, isa siya sa talagang simula pa lang ang dami niya nakagad ng songs na pre-noduce. Diba? Andiyan yung kanta ni uh, na, kumanta din dito si Park Sojun, si Park Yongsik. Diba? Parang kumanta din dito yung si Soulgate tsaka si Wendy ng Red Velvet. Yung, hindi ko na naman alam paano namigasin to, pero yung Ball Balkan for Bob for Anyway, I I love them. Yung duo sa, ano, sa indie Korean music. Meron din silang kinanta dito. And, um, ang dami, ang dami kong mga favorite dito. Kumanta din dito si V at saka si Jin ng BTS. Yung It's Definitely You. So, there were so many songs. Yulin. Si Yulin, kumanta din dito yung favorite ko from Sister. Diba? Si Yulin, kumanta ng Our Tears. And, ang dami. May, yung Our Tears ni Yulin, may version nun si Park So Jun na maganda din. Na parang, everything was really good about sa, sa songs niya. But then, yun nga, yun yung naging problema ko. Yung story, there was so much confusion. And siguro dahil na rin nga, ang daming tumatakbong inner, or, um, parang individual storylines na hindi ko masyado siya, hindi rin siya naging cohesive. 
hindi rin siya nagkaasama-sama ng maayos. Kasi parang yung part character ni Minho, mayroon siyang sariling struggle. Well, although yung struggle niya parang related sa struggle ni nung character naman ni... Um, ni ano yun? yun magkaaway sila nun eh. Yung character ni um, Doji Han dito, si Banryo. Park, Park Banryo. Magkalaban sila. So parang yun, okay, naiintindihan ko yung storyline na yun, pero parang siguro ang dami na rin nangyayari na hindi sila talaga nag, naging cohesive for me. So, yun. And mostly talaga dahil wala talagang chemistry yung natalo talaga ng bromance sa romance. And I guess dito rin talagang nagsimula na maging friends si Park Yung-sik tsaka si Park Sojun. Diba? Parang doon ata sila nagsimulang maging close. So, hindi lang talaga sa sa mu sa series yung parang luta, lutang or labas yung tamang tagalog doon hindi talaga na hindi ko alam kung mag-English ako magtatagalog kasi hindi ko rin pareho sila na express pero parang <laughs> parang hindi talaga doon sila nag um, parang naging obvious na may chemistry sila as friends or sa bromance on screen and off screen yun okay naitawid ko congratulations <laughs> so anyway still um eto nga this was one of those na talagang kumbaga hindi nakabawi yung producer and it was one of those no ang weird ng ratings niya imagine mo according to AGB Nelson and TNS TNMS again their highest rated episode was episode 3 and from then on, bumagsak ng bumagsak ng bumagsak sila. <laughs> Parang they ended with episode 20 kung saan dapat yun yung highest rated episode of any K-drama series because it's the last one. You're ending it on a high note. 6.2. 6.2, 7.9 according to A.G. Nielsen. So, I don't know. Parang, oh my God. Anong nangyari? So, yun. But anyway, Again, one of the best OSTs. Check it out. And, eto na, eto na yung moment na hinihintay natin. My number one, the number one K-drama saved by their OST is Hit the Top. Oh my gosh. Um, a friend of mine was asking, she was also a fan of Chateyun. I'm also a fan of Chateyun ever since um, yung Ano yun yung my sassy girl and then two well previously two days and one night parang inaabangan ko yung mga pelikula niya yung drama niya or mga drama series niya a friend of mine was asking if this was kung napanood ko na daw to it was way back 2019 2018 so tapos na siya hindi na siya airing so sabi niya napanood mo na ba to kasi parang gusto ko manood ng mga yung mga yun nga support si Chate yung sa mga K-dramas niya Sabi ko talaga, oh my gosh, ate, no, no, wag mo yung papanoorin. Sabi ko talaga sa kanya, wag mo yung papanoorin, manood ka na lang ng iba. As in, that is one of the worst K-dramas for me. So, hit the top or best punch. Um, This was way back 2017. See? 2017. Why? Ano nangyari sa atin sa 2017? But anyway, so it is a story about this pop idol. So K-pop idol siya. Yung character dito ni Yun Shiyun, who is also part ng Two Days and One Night. Um, and you may remember him as one of the best K-drama series, yung King of Baking, King Baker, Baker King, Baker King ata yung title niya talaga. He was one of those na talagang maganda yung career before he entered military. Um, so far, honestly for me, hindi pa siya nakaka-bounce back. After Baker King, talagang binahal siya ng mga tao. Parang hindi masyado naging maganda yung mga follow-up na K-dramas niya. I don't know about the recent one kasi hindi ko pa napapanood. Yung parang yung psychic. Kick, psychic, psychotic, something, something. Anyway, so ito nga, Hit Top was a series about a K-pop idol played by Yeon Shiyun who was popular in the 90s but somehow parang nag-time travel ta- 
siya papunta sa 2017 so or the present time and then doon nalaman niya na parang after, a year after niya naging popular or nag time travel bigla siyang nawala and was pronounced dead parang ganun so doon sa 2017 sa present time nakilala niya yung, yung eventually malalaman niyang anak na si Kim Min, Min J si Lee So Young and uh, Cha Taeyun which is a friend of him in the past na nung, nung 90s pa so parang nakilala niya yung mga people from the past and then yung people sa present time yung anak niya Honestly, when I watched the first episode, it was really good. Parang, yung parang scene doon na nagpa-picture sila, Kim and Jay, and then Cha Taehyun, and a few other people, na parang pinagluloko sila, na parang nalulo, nasisiraan na ng bait yung photographer. Kasi parang every time na sabi niya na, oh, um, anak, tumabik, ay ano, son, tumabik ka sa tatay mo. Hindi ko yan tatay. Ah, okay. Na parang, o oh, ikaw, tumabik ka sa lolo mo. Hindi ko yan lolo. Na parang, hindi, napaka-complex ng relationship nila. Na parang ganun. So, tawang-tawa ako doon. Tawang-tawa ako sa episode na yun. Na parang, ah, okay. This could be a good one. And, yun nga, 2017 was a time na parang uso yung mga time travel, time travel. So, this was one of the first one to try it. So, I was excited. I was really excited. And I wanted to have a really good k-drama for Chateyon kasi nga medyo hindi ganun yung mga naging present or past k-dramas niya so anyway so yun I was hoping that this would be different this would be a good one somehow I hated it I hated it because it was a it had an awkward storyline okay so ayoko manood kayo nito so sabihin ko sa inyo yung nangyari so yung character kasi ni um, ni yun siya yun dito. Hindi siya bumalik sa past. So, talagang nawala na siya. And then, nag-stay na siya sa present. So, loophole. Diba? Parang, ah, paano may explain yun? Anyway. And then, yung girl na bet ng anak niya, ginawa niya. So, at one point, nagkaribal yung tatay at yung anak sa iisang babae. And si girl lalo, hindi ko alam kung paano niya malalaman na yung si kuya mo ay hindi naman talaga ilan yung edad 20 something di ba parang he's really old so ang daming loopholes ang daming cringy scenes na parang magkaaway kayo magtatay kayo na parang tatay ka wala kang konsensya sa anak mo siguro nga dahil hindi naman siya lumaki sa piling ng katabi kasama yung anak niya so parang siguro walang connection ng father and son pero parang ang weird na yung tatay kinakalaban yung anak na alam na naman from the start na bet yung si ate girl na parang, oh my god, bakit? Ang awkward. And then at the same time, yung babae naman na bet ni Chate yun dito na parang as naging jowa nung karakter ni yun, siya yun. At nanay ng anak, nanay ni Kim Min Jae, parang, di ba, nagulong kayo? <laughs> nagulong kayo sa akwenento ko. Parang pa, ganun yung relationship nila. Di ba, parang, hindi niya rin na-resolve. For me, ah, hindi niya rin na-resolve yung parang issue nila. Wala parang, parang hindi ko na naramdaman na nagkaroon siya talaga ng totoong closure. Parang gumive up na lang si ate. Parang si ate na lang mismo yung nag-give up. And then eventually, parang ang, ang feeling ko nga, parang okay, ikaw na lang. Parang ganun yung nangyari. Parang yun na lang yung nangyari sa pagtanggap niya kay, sa karakter ni Chate yun. Dito na super minahal siya from the very start. Diba? Na parang secretly in love with her na parang nung na-realize niya na hindi naman pala talaga siya bet nung ni, ni nung karakter niya yun siya yun and even at present time hindi pa rin siya naging bet parang pinaglaruan lang din siya at one point sa past parang yun, yun ang gulo parang hindi ko talaga naiintindihan na nangyari sa kanila but again this had the most beautiful, hindi naman most, but one of the most beautiful K-drama OSTs for me. And again, kung gagawa ko ng list ng mga K-drama OSTs and would rank them, easily this could be at the top 5. Andami, andaming magagandang songs dito and 
there were eight songs na part ng OST niya. My favorite, my personal favorite is Beautiful, Beautiful ni Punch and Glabingo. Gl- Glabingo. Anyway, kung ano man pangalan niya. Yun nga, Punch was at that time just came from a very successful collaboration with Chanyun ng EXO. So, we were all excited about it. So, I am excited about his new song na kumbaga saan siya kakanta ulit and yung mga songs na mag- magro-renter siya ng voice niya for a K-drama OST. So, when I heard Beautiful Beautiful, sabi ko, ah, mahal ko talaga tong si Punch. Ang ganda. Uh, one of the best. Light in the Sky though was so good ni Yun Mary. Si Yun Mary naman ang kumanta nito. So, I guess this would be one of Actually ito, ito talagang favorite ko sa lahat dito sa OST niya. Next na lang yung, kay, yung Beautiful Beautiful ni Punch. etong kanta ni Yun Mary, nung pinakinggan ko siya parang, oh my gosh. Kasi sa, sa, sa K-drama series, parang half lang na, na play sa kanya. Kasi syempre hindi naman siya play all throughout yung ba. So parang yung best part lang, yung chorus lang niya, yung piniplay sa mga, you know, yung mga important scenes. Pero nung pinakinggan ko na yung buong song niya, oh my gosh, I love it. Parang hindi ko naintindihan ng lyrics. Again, hindi ko na naman naintindihan. But, tagos. Kasi talagang damang-dama ko yung song. And then, you also have Tonight by Boa. Again, one of the good songs here. And then, I think there's also a song by Tiara. Di- Tiara? Bago sila nag-disband or something. Um, that was my love. Ang dami, ang dami. Night Sky ni Park Yung ng Black Bee. One of the best as well. So, actually, ang lahat, ang gaganda talaga ng mga songs dito. Um, The Dream by Kim and Jay and Yun Ha. Yun Ha? Go Yun Ha? Parang ganun. So, it was one of those na talagang ang dami din na mga ganda. Wala, halos wala akong tinapon. Actually, parang wala nga akong tinapon sa mga songs nito eh. Parang lahat sila pumasok sa playlist ko. Kasi I really love them. And yun nga, although they rem- remind me of like a horrible story, but di ko na lang inaalala yun. As in talagang nil- minamahal ko na lang sila as a song and not as a K-drama OST. <laughs> Anyway, so this one was again one of those na really had a bad rating. Um, according to TNMS ratings, their very the highest rated episode was episode 3 and 4 or technically episode 2. Kasi isa sa mga pinutol-putol na naman ng mga episode. So, it's 32 episode but it's technically 16. So, yung parang highest rated episode niya was episode 2. And then from then on, pababa siya ng pababa. And they were, it's an average of 3.9 um, nationwide and then sa Seoul 5.2. So, it was really a f- commercial failure for me. Despite all the efforts ng pagandahin yung OST niya. But again, yun nga, this was totally safe by the OST. So, there's actually a lot of other songs, or I mean, K-dramas, na talagang safe by their OST for me. But this is just my top five. And I know you may not agree on some of it, and that's fine. I mean, I won't convince you na ito yung talagang wag mong panoorin. That's again coming from my point of view. But if you feel that you want to watch Warang, for example, or if you feel that you may want to watch or support Chateyun and watch Hit the Top, go. I mean, it's your own decision. It's just my suggestions and coming from my point of view. You know, if if it matters to see or to listen to other people's point of view, then yeah, um, go ahead and listen to them. But again, at but the end of the day, decision mo yan. So if you want to watch any of these key dramas, go ahead. But I would definitely suggest listening to them. It's available in Spotify. Anyway, that's it for me. And dami kong pinagsasabay. Sumakit na yung ulo ko. Alam mo ko. 
sabi ko may lang tong episode na to kasi nga nagmamadali ako pero mago one hour na naman siya but anyway thank you so much for listening and sa pagtsatsaga if nakaabot ka man sa part na to and again if you have any questions suggestions comments blah 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 you can always hit me up on twitter it's at talks tita and that's it good night kids i love you bruno mars When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.